Luke chapter 23, verses 1 through 25. Then the whole company of them arose and brought him before Pilate. They began to accuse him, saying, We found this man misleading our nation and forbidding us to give tribute to Caesar, and saying that he himself is Christ a king. And Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? And he answered him, You've said so. Then Pilate said to the chief priests and the crowds, I find no guilt in this man. But they were urgent, saying, He stirs up the people, teaching throughout all Judea from Galilee, even to this place. When Pilate heard this, he asked whether the man was a Galilean. And when he learned that he belonged to Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him over to Herod, who was himself in Jerusalem at that time. And when Herod saw Jesus, he was very glad, for he had long desired to see him because he had heard about him, and he was hoping to see some sign done by him. So he questioned him at some length, but he made no answer. The chief priest and the scribes stood by vehemently, accusing him, and Herod with his soldiers treated him with contempt and mocked him, and then arraying him in splendid clothing, he sent him back to Pilate. And Herod and Pilate became friends with each other that very day, for before this they had been at enmity with one another. Pilate then called together the chief priest and the rulers and the people and said to them, You brought me this man as one who was misleading the people, and after examining him before you, behold, I did not find this man guilty of any of your charges against him. Neither did Herod, for he sent him back to us. Look, nothing deserving death has been done by him. I'll therefore punish and release him. But they all cried out together, Away with this man, and release to us Barabbas, a man who had been thrown into prison for an insurrection started in the city, and for murder. Pilate addressed them once more, desiring to release Jesus. But they kept shouting, Crucify, crucify him. A third time he said to them, Why? What evil has he done? I found in him no guilt deserving death. I therefore, I will therefore punish and release him. But they were urgent, demanding with loud cries that he, be sh- that he should be crucified, and their voices prevailed. So Pilate decided that their demand should be granted. He released the man who had been thrown into prison for insurrection and murder for whom they asked. But he delivered Jesus over to their will. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Man, Will, it's big, big passage. Yep. Jesus on trial, headed to the cross. Yep, it's getting heavier and heavier. Man. You know, there's a funny detail in here where uh, Luke tells us that uh, the, this is, you know, Herod and Pilate become friends after this. And I, yeah. I just kind of imagine them in their old, like, ancient uh, ruler garb, like, going and getting a beer together or something. Um, just a... Funny little detail, amidst a very I kind heavy... of just jumped into your imagination there for a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's a it's a very heavy passage. Jesus, um, he he is silent before his accusers, and you know I uh, so this is a really big topic to me. Uh, earlier in my Christian walk, I really struggled with the silence of God, huh. and you know, just like feeling like prayers were unanswered and, you know, just like wanting one sign, one word from God that I could just hold on to. And, and, you know, then thinking like I'd be good after that. And this passage and, and, you know, in other gospels where Jesus, he's being so falsely accused. I mean, I mean, they say here that 
Christ is forbidding people to give tribute to Caesar, which is just expressly false. Right. And he he stands, you know, before these different trials and these different accusers and these different rulers and he's silent. And, you know, we, we see here that Herod wants to, he's been long desiring to see Jesus because he wants to see a sign. And Jesus, who spent his whole earthly ministry performing these signs and wonders, now he, he gives none. He gives nothing to defend himself. And so during that stage of my life where I was really wrestling with the silence of God, one of the great turning points for me was beginning to to see this and to meditate on this mm-hmm. that you know we often think about the silence of god as like god being silent in the face of our prayer requests or our trials or whatever and you know and and the bible actually wrestles with that a ton and mm-hmm. biblical authors wrestle with that a ton but here we have god himself being falsely accused being tormented being mocked and he's silent before his accusers. Yeah. And it was such a good seed of faith for me to see, okay, God doesn't always respond to situations the way I want him to. He doesn't always step into situations the way that I want him to. But you know, if God was silent before his accusers, then, you know, I can trust him. And and maybe I can trust him in his silence sometimes. And so I think that there, there's a lot of profound uh, just implications and, and whatnot here. So Thomas, what are your thoughts on this trial of Jesus as he's delivered to be crucified? Well, you know, he's gone through the, the mock trial the night before, which was an illegal trial, mm-hmm. that trial at Caiaphas's house. Yeah. And now he's, he's standing in a true legal trial. Um, I just think about the humanity of Jesus here. He's been, he's basically been awake Mm. for 24 hours at this point. Gosh, he's been, um, he's being yelled at by these people Mm -hmm. who are so irate. And and maybe you've been this person before. I'm sure you've seen this person before. These people are depicted in movies and I don't just mean Christian movies. I mean, this type of person, the person that has their mind so made up unfounded in reality, but founded and some passion they have. Yeah, some narrative they've told themselves. That that there's no changing that mind. Mm-hmm. And so he's around those folks. He's around these two these two rulers that pretty much think they're the best thing since, you know, sliced bread. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have sliced he, bread yet. Well, I mean, I, I wasn't there. <laughs> the best We're, thing since unleavened bread. Yeah, come on. <laughs> <laughs> they uh yeah, I mean you know, they, they, they think they're amazing. And, and here is the lamb of God, like you said, yeah, quiet in the midst of all that. And his, his best friends have betrayed him. He's by himself. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. That, he, that's like one of the harshest stings of all of it. He he is alone here mm. standing amongst these super irate people. These people that are like, Oh, maybe he'll do a sign in front of me. I've been looking to see this miracle guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, what a what a strange time. No one understands who he is or what he's doing. Yep. And yet his job is to be faithful to the Father. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> there's a real deep personal application there of God does not owe me any he doesn't owe me at all to be put in situations where everybody gets me. Mm-hmm. 
In fact, if I'm, if I'm going to follow in the sufferings of Christ, I may find myself in lots of uncomfortable spots in life. Mm. But my job is not to dictate my circumstances. My job is to, to say, Lord, I want to be faithful to you like Christ was. So I think there's a, a great application there mm. of, <clears throat> man, Jesus was, was faithful when he had tons of people following him that you know worship in the ground he walked on and he was faithful when he was all by himself being accused Mm. his allegiance was to the lord yeah and we see jesus here he's living up to his word which i think is something we don't think about all the time but you know one of the accusations that jesus uh pronounces on the the scribes and pharisees is that they they've laid heavy burdens on the people through adding to the law and literalizing the law and doing all these things. They've added these heavy burdens that they won't actually bear themselves. Sure. And, you know, Christ certainly in his teaching, it's a, it's a, his commands, you know, they are weighty, you know, to, to love your enemies, to pray for the people who persecute you, you know, all, all these things that to take up your cross and follow him. It's not like Jesus did not um, give a weighty word. And yet here we see that Jesus actually bears it down to the last drop, to the last dot of his teachings, that he actually, he suffers graciously. And, you know, we, we see as he goes to the cross, he actually pleads for the forgiveness of the people who are persecuting him. He's prayed for the faith of Peter, who he knew would betray him. Mm-hmm. And so we see that Jesus here is a man of his word. Mm-hmm. And that is worth sitting on and thinking about and, and reading this and just saying That's good. that Jesus didn't, he wasn't a man with novel ideas who just kind of walked around pontificating on, on nice ideas but that that there was grit to it, that he, he would actually go and live these things out before his own enemies and before people torturing him. I I think that's so good. He was a man of his word, and I believe it's in it's in John. I think it's in John 5. I haven't looked it up um, in this setting, but Jesus said, I only do what I see the Father doing. Mm. And we see here he the Father called him, Mm-hmm. out of heaven to earth to go to the cross for our sins. Yeah. And even in that, especially in that he's being a man of his word, he, he could have called a legion of angels mm-hmm. to come and rescue him. Mm-hmm. He, he could have just had the thought, uh, you know, pilot dropped dead and he would have, mm-hmm. I mean, he could have done all the things that he could have done. He didn't do any of them because mm-hmm. he knew that was his job. But pilot, pilot had a choice and pilot could have listened to what he saw in that examination mm-hmm. or he could listen to the mob and it says in, in verse 24 of Luke 23 so Pilate decided that their demand should be granted mm-hmm. Pilate was like you know what it's just easier to make the people happy mm-hmm. it's just one man mm-hmm. and <clears throat> I'm, I'm so thankful that Jesus listened to the father and did took the hard road mm-hmm. and maybe Maybe a, a a parting question as we look at this this hour daily rhythm for today on Luke twenty three is man praise the Lord that Jesus listened to the Father and not to man mm. but which voice drives me mm. am I giving in to the demands of the people mm. or am I 
am I going to follow the example of Christ and be faithful to the Lord, even if it costs me? Yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's a great word to go, go out caring. And, um, you know, I, I was just reminded of, uh, you know, those he gets us ads, like the, he gets us campaign yeah, yeah. thing. Um, well, I saw one of those on TV watching like, I don't know, probably March Madness or something. And, um, it, it was basically saying, it, it was saying like Jesus died because of like systemic injustice or like a corrupt legal system or whatever he gets us. And, you know, that's, I don't have any bones to pick with that. That's certainly true, but that's not the ultimate thing. Like Jesus isn't just being wrongly killed by bad political leaders and law enforcement, mm -hmm. but it's, they actually don't want to kill Jesus. It's, the sinful men it's it's the sin and rebellion and pride of the mob that's right and, and i think that you know that adds weight is you know jesus wasn't just like haphazardly killed by bad leaders it was everybody there the blood was on everyone's hands that's right and so you know that there's a big implication there that jesus is all the sin of all those people is literally being poured onto him and, and it's going to take his life and so that's a that's a big thing and you know praise god that it's true and that jesus did like you said he he kept his eyes fixed on the will of the father yeah. even though as we know from his prayer in the garden he didn't want to be there that's right he, this was not what he wanted to do but he did it for the joy set before him and, and his joy his delight was to do the will of the father to bring the healing of the nations through his death so yeah. praise the lord for thomas nelson is will carlisle We'll see you tomorrow on Calvary on Our Daily Rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.